0: As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment, so more people can see Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner. But this week, we're speaking to you again about God's Hall of Faith. Those who got a word from God and did what God said. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 11 tonight. We're going to be looking at Isaac. Jacob and Joseph, you know, it's amazing to me, Renner, home group, Maxime, and you, that all of these characters in Hebrews chapter 11 were very flawed individuals. Mm -hmm. Really, the only one that I can think of that seemed to be flawless was Enoch. And And the Bible doesn't even tell us much about him. We we really don't know. We just don't know very much about him yet. We don't know very much about him. The rest of them, like if you look at Noah, Noah had issues, especially after the flood, Abraham, Abraham had issues. Sarah had a lot of issues. Tonight we're looking at Isaac. There's no doubt Isaac picked up a lot of the flaws of his father. Jacob, Jacob had major issues. Joseph, I mean, these are just common people. Then tomorrow night we're going to be looking at Moses. We've already, you know, looked at these characters. All of them really had issues, but they did one thing right. What did they do right? They got a word from God. And held on to it. And held on They were diligent. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And none of them were theologians. You know, some people say, well, I haven't been to Bible school. I don't know theology. You know what? That is not qualifies you to be used by God. I know a lot of people that have been to schools of theology. They can read Greek. They can read Hebrew. And God cannot use them because they don't have the bulldog faith to stick with the word that God gave them. They're easily moved. If you're going to be used by God, you have to be immovable about your assignment. And actually, that's what the Bible tells us. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to be really serious. You've got to diligently seek him and determine you're going to stay where he told you to be. And when the Bible says without faith... We've already seen last week, it's the Greek word chorus, which means to be outside of something, to be outside of faith, which means, and for me this is easy, faith is a location. Mm -hmm. It's a geographical location. It's an assignment. It's a place. And you can stay where God called you or you can walk away from it. That's really what Hebrews chapter 11 is about. People who got a word and they decided they were going to stay there Until they saw the manifestation. Mm -hmm. Anyway, tonight we're going to talk about Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, but we want you to have the free download, so go to renner.org. It's right on the homepage. It is huge, and it is jam-packed, and I want you to have all of it. So please, go get it right now. We did it just for you. And while you're there, you ought to go ahead and order the whole series. It's 10 parts. This is from the daily TV program that I do. God's hall of faith. You might even find yourself in God's hall of faith. Anyway, guys, welcome to tonight's homework. Amen,
1: you have to be diligent. And Hebrews chapter 11 verse six says, you have to be diligent. And in my father's book, Sparkling Gems, number one, February 19th, page 102, diligence is required for success. And God, if you do not have Sparkling Gems number one, you need it, and if you already have Sparkling Gems number two, number one, then go ahead and get Sparkling Gems number two. We're offering these right now on our daily program, and I'm sure that they will be very encouraging for you. I'm positive of that because they're an encouragement for me. Right now, I'm rereading Sparkling Gems number one, and as soon as I get done, I will start on Sparkling Gems number two. It's all here. Now, they may seem big, these books may seem big, and they are big, but they're an easy read because you don't have to read it all at once. You read a little bit at a time.
0: Well, if you buy one of my books, you get your money's worth. Oh, definitely. But you can get those books and the whole series by going online or give us a call.
2: Maxine, welcome to Home Group. Yeah, uh, thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. And I, I want to say, uh, I want to mention something that blessed me yesterday. You were talking about Sarah. Yeah. And uh, we talked about how important it was that Sarah had faith. Because we usually think of Abraham. He is the father of faith. Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. But the Bible says in Hebrews 11, 11, that she, Sarah, judged God faithful. So it was not just Abraham, it was also Sarah. He couldn't do it without her. It takes two. It takes family. It takes husband and wife. And maybe God said something to your husband. He cannot do it without your support. If, if your husband heard something from God, you need to have faith because without you it's not going to happen. And vice versa, if God said something to you and you're a wife and uh, you need your husband's support. So if you're a husband and God is saying something to your wife, please support him. It takes two, it takes a couple. Amen, Maxime. I appreciate it. I that.
3: want to say something about Sarah sure. because you didn't mention this about her. Okay. And this is in First Peter chapter three, verse five, and it says For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. So they made themselves beautiful by their attitude towards their husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. So for Sarah, not only did she you know, judge God faithful. And she called Abraham Lord. And that takes a lot of trust in God, a lot. And so I want to say that about Sarah because it says that we are her daughters. I am her daughter. So if you're listening to me and you're a woman, you are the daughter of Sarah.
0: Amen. Well, tonight, let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. And I want us to begin in verse 20, just a little statement, but it is so powerful. It says, By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. You said, Well, what is powerful about that? Well, first of all, the word blessed is the word eulogia from the word you, which describes something really good or swell or wonderful. The word logos, the word words, you compound the two words together. A blessing is not something thought a blessing is always words spoken. And a blessing always contains you good words. The word blessing really means I'm speaking good words. Well, Isaac had come to the end of his life and he knew he was about to die, but he was still believing God for some things to come to pass that he had never seen yet. Rather than give in to disappointment, and say, well, I guess it didn't work. He made a decision to shift his faith to his kids. I think that is so powerful. I think of many people who have held on to a promise, come to the end of their life, they've seen many things fulfilled, but not all of it. Rather than die and say, well, I guess it didn't work, shift your faith to your kids and to your grandkids. That's what Isaac did. He shifted his faith for the next generation that's how much he stood by this word from God. Look at the bulldog faith he had. If I didn't get it, my kids are going to get it. I'm going to shift my faith to the next generation. Then you come to verse 21. And verse 21 moves to the subject of Jacob. It says, by faith, Jacob. By faith. Here's this word faith, guys. Unbending. Refuses to bend. Break. Break will not surrender, will not budge. These guys were just determined. I'm never going to give up on what God said to me. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, he is dying. Bless both the sons of Joseph and worship leaning up on the top of his staff. And the word dying here is a Greek word, which means withering away or wasting. He was drawing his last breaths. He didn't even waste his last breaths. He waited to see the manifestation until he was breathing his last breath. And when he realized I'm expiring, rather than just wilt and give up, he said, I'm going to use my last breath to do what I need to do. I'm going to shift my faith. If I didn't get it before I'm finished here, my kids are going to get it. And he shifted his faith to the next generation. You see, faith, it's an attitude. Mm -hmm. Isn't that powerful, Paul? Yeah,
1: it's great that we see actually three generations here in three verses, verses 20. We see Isaac blessed Jacob, and then in verse 21, we see Jacob blessed both of his sons, and then we get to Joseph, and Joseph made mention
0: of the departing of Israel, of the children of Israel. And gave commandment concerning his bones, but we're gonna be there in just a minute listen to this. I want to read here from my notes.
3: Can I say one thing? Because what Paul said. Sure. That our life. Don't go
0: to Joseph yet. Okay.
3: Our life is not about just our generation.
0: It's about generation. Our
3: life is about the next generation and the next generation. You have influence not only on your generation, but also the next generation and the next generation.
0: Amen. Well, here we find. That Jacob followed the example of his own father. When his father Isaac was dying, he saw his father not just give up. His father was so bulldog, he just shifted his faith to Jacob, to his sons. And now Jacob is at the end of his life. He said, I'm going to do what my dad did. I have a word from God. I've not seen everything come to pass. Rather than be despondent, I'm going to shift my faith to my kids. And he began to speak prophetically over his kids. You're going to get everything that remains of what I've been waiting for. And the Bible says, listen to this, he also blessed the sons of Joseph. The word blessed, again, the Greek word eulogia, speaking good words. Watch your mouth. Your mouth releases results. These people had a revelation about the power of words. Words are so powerful. Curses are spoken with words. Blessings are spoken with words. And the Bible here says Jacob engaged his mouth when he was dying and began to speak good words on the sons of Joseph. And notice it says, and worshiped leaning on the top of His staff. Oh, I think this is so powerful because the word leaning is the Greek word epi, which means upon. The word staff describes a staff, a scepter, or a symbol of authority. But the fact that Jacob was leaning on the staff shows the frail condition he was in at the moment as he neared death. But regardless of how frail he was, Jacob chose to worship God, to lean on his staff. He extended his hand. And he blessed his grandkids, the sons of Joseph. He released a blessing into their lives. He died in faith and his kids got it. Then we move to the example of Joseph. Are you ready? Let's go to Hebrews 11 verse 22. By faith, Joseph. Faith. What kind of faith? unbendable, unbreakable faith that never surrenders, never budges, never moves, never gives up. This unbendable, bulldog, tenacious faith. He had a word from God and his word was that one day the children of Israel would go back home. Well, Joseph lived to the end of his life, but he didn't see that, but he had a word about it. But guess what? He knew it wasn't gonna happen in his life. So he gave commandment concerning his bones. (laughs) He knew it was going to happen so much later that the flesh wouldn't be left on his body. All there would be left was bones. He knew this was a long time coming. By faith, Joseph, when he died, this word died literally means when he came to a conclusion, when he reached his end, the Bible says he made mention of the departing of Israel. This word mention Is a Greek word which means to really memorialize an event. He made a big deal out of it. He made it known the children of Israel are going to be departing. The King James Version says, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel. Guess what the word depart is? Exodus. It is literally the Greek word, Exodus. The word Exodus is a word that you can still see in modern Greek. When you go to Greece today, you'll see the word Exodus everywhere. What does it mean? Exit. Exit. It's exit. is the word ek, which means out, and the word hodas, which is the word for the road, the road out. You see it all the time when you're driving through Greece. It says exit. It's the next exit. He was talking about the exit of Israel from the land of Egypt. And he gave commandment concerning his bones. I love this. I just love this. I'm going to read to you from my notes. The word commandment here is a Greek word which describes the end objection to objective, to instruct how or where something should end. He is prophesying our end is not here in Egypt. We're exiting from this place. Joseph knew that his flesh would already be gone and the, only his bones would be left, which meant the departure would not occur soon. Nevertheless, he knew it would take place and it did take place about 200 years after his death. This verse captures the declaration of Joseph's faith that the children of Israel would depart from Egypt. And it was Joseph's faith request that when they left, they would gather his bones and carry his bones home. And his request was fulfilled. And the Bible tells about it. In Exodus 13, verse 19, where it says, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. Those bones were rejoicing. Isn't that amazing? Prophetic bones.
1: Paul. And they kept the bones. I mean, for, for all those years, they kept those bones. But here in verses 20, 21, and 22, first, it's one generation, the next generation, the next generation. So we're talking about six to 100 years in between these three verses. But then when we get to Joseph and then we get to Moses, we're actually talking about hundreds of years forward, the same faith moving forward, the same faith that's moving moving
2: things and creating the ages.
3: Uh-huh. Maxine?
2: Uh, Pastor Nice, you wanted to say something? No, you go ahead. Uh, may I? Pastor Rick, I want to go back to what you were saying, and I like it so much. You explained that Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. That's verse 3. Verse 3. And you were saying that the word worlds is the word "ayonas," which means periods of time. Right. Periods of time. And we're talking about the people who shaped the history of mankind through their faith. In their generation. In in, in their generation. And it's so important to receive rhema word from God. Because when you receive this rhema word, Everything around you starts changing. And I, I want to read, if I may, real quick. It's, I, I already read it, but it correlates with what you were teaching, and it confirms it. It's Hebrews 1st chapter. talks about Jesus. Jesus being the brightness of His glory and the express image of, the, of, this per, of His person and upholding all things by the word rhema. Word rhema, word of His power. And I want to read the meaning of this phrase. There is so much momentum in this word upholding Pharaoh. God moves events by speaking rhema word. Jesus carries and fulfills the history of mankind by speaking rhema words that have this super amazing dunamis power in them. Isn't that amazing? And your family is such a great example of that. Well, thank you. Your family is such a great example because you are changing the history of Russia. You're doing it every day and thank you for doing it every day.
0: Well, you know what? We're great examples of people from Hebrews chapter 11 because if anybody was unlikely, it was our family. We just got a word from the Lord and decided we're going to get into agreement with it. And if we don't do anything else right, we're going to do what God told us to do. We're going to get that part right. Now we want to do everything else right as well. But if God's giving you an assignment, hey, that's that's your number one job. Denise?
3: Well, first of all, I want to say glory to God that he's even used us.
0: Oh, amen.
3: Glory, glory, glory to his name. And I just think that what we're looking at is so amazing about this attitude of our faith and the power of God in us and and what we have to give because, you know, an old man who's perishing and dying and withering, but he was thinking about what was on the inside of him. Mm -hmm. He wasn't thinking about his frail body, but he he was leaning on that staff. Jacob was leaning on that staff, and he was just looking into the future. Amen. And he was just pressing forward with everything in him to put that inside of his children and his grandchildren. And what a privilege that we have to acknowledge the power of God in us that we can give to other people. Oh, it's
0: powerful. And if you're listening to Home Group tonight and you say, Well, my opportunity has passed, I'm too old. Hey, get rid of that thinking. Just get rid of that. I remember my grandmother Renner saying, Ricky, I just sit here in this room, I'm of no good to anybody. All I can do is pray oh, as a grandma might be the greatest thing you've ever done. She said, all I do is just sit here and pray for hours and hours for you and the rest of you. I said, Grandma, it's probably the most productive season of your life. Use whatever season you're in to release your faith for God's plan to come to pass. We're out of time. Well, We'll be back tomorrow night. and Tomorrow night we're going to be talking about Moses. You're going to learn some brand things, new things about Moses tomorrow night. But sleep well. Remember, if you have a prayer need, reach out to us. Prayer at or call us one 800 742 5593. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.